This is Frontline on Air. Major stories on the go. How the Ravidian politics offers a bulwark against the exclusionary politics of Hindutva. Karthik Ram Manoharan. Rooted in the principles of non-Brahminism, equality, social justice, Tamil assertion and federalism, it provides a powerful model of inclusivity. Irrespective of whether one believes in the god Ram or not, the formal consecration of the Ram temple on January 22, 2024 marked a milestone in Indian politics. The grand event in Ayodhya was attended by Prime Minister Narendra Modi, Uttar Pradesh Chief Minister Yogi Adityanath and RSS Chief Mohan Bhagwat among several other high-profile political leaders and celebrities. Modi called Ram the spirit and essence of the nation. The temple ceremony was a state event with government institutions declaring a half or full day holiday, public officials taking an active part in the celebrations, and the Indian Air Force showering petals during the function. Shruti Kapila, Cambridge professor of history and politics, called it the arrival of the Hindu state itself. Whether a Ram temple existed originally beneath the Babri Masjid can be debated by historians for decades to come. But as far as politics is concerned, it is a moot question. The Ram temple is real, and so is the politics that led to it. Millions of Hindus were mobilized by the Hindu right to demolish the masjid and they did so successfully. Millions more were mobilized on the promise to rebuild the Ram temple and that promise was kept too. Liberals reject Hindutva for being ahistorical, but Hindutva has always been about creating history, not being true to it. It is a theory to paraphrase Marx that has become a material force since it began to grip the masses it is now the dominant political force that is trying to change the nature of the indian state to a hindu rashtra even more remarkable is what modi did the day after temple consecration he announced the conferring of the bharat ratna on karpuri thakur the socialist leader from bihar who played a pioneering role in the implementation of social inclusion policies in the state in his tribute to thakur modi highlighted his regime's commitment to social justice and transformative empowerment the two consecutive events convey a significant message while hindutva is here to stay as a political force it cannot ignore the politics of social justice The BJP has shown itself to be flexible in accommodating diverse voices to present its vision of Hindu Rashtra as not based on orthodoxy-inspired social hierarchy but as compatible with modern democracy. What does this mean for Tamil Nadu politics where Dravidian parties pride themselves on their agenda of social justice and where the BJP is desperate to make its entry? In Bihar, the BJP showed political acumen by its recognition for Thakur. Within days, the Janata Dal United leader Nitish Kumar switched to the National Democratic Alliance. Both Bihar and Uttar Pradesh were once home to powerful movements for social justice led by the OBCs and the SCs. 
The BJP was able to push its social engineering agenda in these states by expanding its base among those OBCs and SCs who felt left out by the likes of the Samajwadi Party, the Bahujan Samaj Party and the Rashtriya Janata Dal. In Tamil Nadu, the bulk of the OBC and SC vote is divided between the Dravid Munnetra Karagam (TMK) and the All India Anna Dravid Munnetra Karagam (AIADMK). The BJP needs to be innovative to break into this base. But something else prevents this. The four planks of Tamil Nadu politics. Tamil Nadu's Dravidian politics is broadly based on four planks. political non-brahmanism social justice tamil assertion and federalism whether the dmk or the aiadmk are in power they are compelled to acknowledge their commitment to these planks albeit in differing intensity the social justice movements in tamil nadu were primarily rooted in political non-brahmanism that is the political mobilization of castes and communities that identified as non-brahmin the origins of non-brahmanism can be traced to the mid 19th century when an emerging group of intellectuals writers and religious reformers from non-brahmin castes began challenging brahminical hindu orthodoxy much before periyar ev ramasamy notorious for his radical criticism of religion there were thinkers who propagated atheism and secularism the madras secular society which was active between 1878 and 1888 was a group of non-brahmin intellectuals who wrote in favor of atheism and wanted to subject religion to critical scrutiny those like adipakkam venkatachalanayakar and m masilamani were quite confrontational in their criticisms of hinduism parallel to these secular movements there were also reformist shaivite and buddhist movements in tamil nadu that challenged hindu orthodoxy with the publication of the non brahmin manifesto in 1916 and the formation of the justice party in 1917 non brahmanism got both political form and content since then the binary of brahmin and non brahmin has played a role in tamil nadu's politics it would be an error however to assume that this binary was decisive The Justice Party was seen by many including backward non-brahmin castes like the Vanniyars as a party of elite non-brahmins and zamindars. Periyar who took over the party in 1938 tried to broaden its base and slowly pushed out the old guard. He dissolved the party to form the more radical Dravidar Karagam DK in 1944. The DK sharpened its opposition to Brahmins while reaching out to broader sections of non-Brahmins. Yet, non-Brahmin unity was evasive owing to deep rifts between the different castes, between the OBCs and the SCs, and within the OBCs and the SCs themselves. Periyar's DK saw itself as a social movement that aimed to reform society without capturing political power. They were thus able to make bold criticisms of religion, caste, nationalism and oppression of women. The DMK, which was formed in 1949, watered down these criticisms, focusing more on Tamil assertion, federalism, the political empowerment of non-Brahmin castes and reservation. 
Striding to power in 1967, the DMK heralded the political era of Dravidian rule in Tamil Nadu. The AIA DMK, which split from the DMK in 1972, further diluted the radical agenda of the DK and was less assertive about federalism. All the same, the party upheld reservation and a basic rhetoric of social justice and found favor among those sections of the OBCs who were dissatisfied with the DMK. For instance, the party commands considerable influence among the Tevars of Southern Tamil Nadu and the Gounders of Northwestern Tamil Nadu, both politically strong communities in these regions. Pragmatism over idealism. The two major Dravidian parties have grassroots organizers across Tamil Nadu's districts. While the top leaders get the name and glory, it is the well-connected local leaders who are the backbone. In most cases, these parties choose pragmatism over idealism in selecting candidates to contest elections. The candidates' popularity, influence, organizational abilities, and of course, caste are carefully taken into consideration before fielding them importantly however both the dmk and the aia dmk avoid religious communalism the dmk leadership much to the irritation of the hindu right has either been vocal about its criticism of hindu nationalism or has at least provided space for the same some of these opinions have faced considerable controversy such as Udayanidhi Stalin's recent comments on Sanatana Dharma. Among DMK supporters, there is an active group of writers, intellectuals and public speakers, such as the periarist Subhavira Pandian, the Dalit Murasu editor Punita Pandian, and the Arundhatiar intellectual and poet M. Madhivannan, who spread the Dravidian ideology of rationalism and anti-caste critique to a variety of audiences. The leader of the DMK allied Vidhulai Sirattigal Katchi and Member of Parliament, Tol Tirumavalavan, plays a significant role in militantly promoting Periyar's thoughts. The AIA DMK, which avoids taking any confrontational position on religion and caste, has been accused of soft-peddling. For instance, M.G. Ramachandran, founder of the AIA DMK, reportedly did not want to permit a statue of Periyar to be installed in Kanchipuram because it might offend the Shankaracharya. The DMK fought a legal battle to have it installed. However, many popular songs from MGR's films stressed social equality and religious harmony. Although the AIA DMK leader Jayalalitha briefly flirted with the Hindu right in the 1990s through measures such as the introduction of an anti-conversion law, she quickly backtracked and portrayed herself as a friend of the minorities. The AIA DMK, while not vocal like the DMK on issues of ideology, also subscribes to the common sense that religious coexistence and social justice are good for society. Both Dravidian parties have allied with the BJP in the past, associations motivated by electoral calculations than any ideological affinity. The AIA DMK entered into an alliance with the BJP after Jayalalitha's demise. But this broke in 2023 and it now claims that it will contest the 2024 Lok Sabha election alone. At the moment, it is explicit that the BJP's key enemy is the DMK. But the party whose fall the BJP seeks to benefit from 
is the AIA DMK. While the DMK attempts to provide some sort of political education to its cadres, the AIA DMK's key force has been the charisma of its leaders like MGR and Jailalitha and an ability to harness the non-DMK and anti-DMK voters. Without a charismatic leader to unite them, the AIA DMK is a divided house and the BJP looks to eat into its core base. The BJP has made inroads into the Gounder and Tevar communities. Further, by targeting local caste leaders, it has marked a presence among the Nadars and the Devendra Kulavellalars further south and is trying to win the Vanyars in the north. Response to political non-Brahmanism To make inroads into Tamil Nadu, the BJP still needs to play on the four planks of Dravidian politics. Over the past years, it appears that the party is responding to political non-Brahmanism. Former Brahmin leaders have been sidelined for the more aggressive K. Annamalai, a gounder and the party's Tamil Nadu state president since 2021. He was preceded by L. Murugan from the Arundhadiyar, SC, community, who was later appointed union minister, making him the first person from the community to reach this position. While this wins local appreciation for the BJP, it still does not give it a binding narrative to consolidate voters across castes under the Saffron banner. Beyond very few spaces, the BJP's Hindu versus Muslim narrative does not sell. In the 2019 general election, Ramanathapuram district, home to the temple town of Rameshwaram, elected an Indian Union Muslim League candidate who was part of the DMK-led alliance and defeated the BJP candidate by over a lakh votes. On social justice too, the BJP does not score well in the Tamil imagination, as many see it as pursuing an anti-reservation policy. And reservation is more or less synonymous with social justice in the state. The last person in Tamil Nadu to try to change the caste-based reservation policy to an income-based one was MGR. And despite his status as a demigod among the Tamil masses, his AIA-DMK was routed in the 1980 general election. After this, he raised the total reservation to 69%. The Tamil public takes it for granted that no matter who rules, this provision will not be touched. So, an anti-corruption agenda alone will not be enough for the BJP to dislodge the Dravidian parties. As for Tamil assertion, the BJP is trying to shed its Hindi image and project itself as a defender of Tamil. Modi makes frequent references to Tamil philosopher Thiruvalluvar and on occasions has said that Tamil is the oldest language in the world, a noticeable change from RSS ideologues of the past who reserved that position for Sanskrit. But the DMK and their allies have the BJP on the back foot when they point out the several instances where the centre has privileged Hindi over other languages. While Tamil chauvinism is fringe to Tamil Nadu's polity, Hindi imposition is viewed negatively by largely all Tamils, and the BJP's position on Hindi is too well known for it to wear a Tamil flavour easily. The issue of federalism was muted in post-emergency Tamil Nadu politics, with the focus centred mostly around the competitive welfare policies of the DMK and the AIA DMK. After the DMK's victory in the 2021 state election, Tamil Nadu Chief Minister M.K. Stalin has brought federalism back into the debate. 
The BJP does not have a convincing explanation yet on how it will preserve the state's rights. New Delhi, however, proceeds with its centralizing agenda. The planned delimitation exercise will greatly reduce the influence of the southern states, but it will also hurt the growth of the BJP in these states which value federalism and their regional identities. The BJP is leaving no stone unturned to change Tamil Nadu and the Dravidian parties cannot be complacent. The AIADMK needs to retain its base and local organization and evolve into something more than merely an anti-DMK party. The ruling DMK also needs to change tack. The old Brahmin versus non-Brahmin identity politics has lost its salience. The contest between what Dravidian supporters claim to be an inclusive politics of social justice and the BJP's exclusionary Hindutva politics is ideological, not identitarian. The Dravidian claim of promoting pluralism, secularism and social justice must be upheld by drawing camaraderie from all sections of society, including North Indians and migrants, women and underrepresented groups from caste and religious minority groups. Only this will validate its proposition. In the long term, Dravidian ideology and the budding ideology of the India bloc of promoting the politics of federalism and social justice nationwide is the best guarantee for a united and just India. Karthik Ram Manoharan is Assistant Professor of Social Sciences at the National Law School of India University. He's the author of Periyar, a study in political atheism. Orient Black Swan 2022. This is Frontline on Air. Major stories on the go. 